Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So... Today, we're going to talk about a little thing called compare and despair. You know, I'm just wrapping up teaching my group course called Prosper. And one of the things that I love, literally love so much, is getting to be with you. Many of you that that listen to the show were in the course Prosper um, and one of the things that is just like my favorite thing about the business that I've created for myself is that I create these opportunities to be in containers with more of you, you know, than just working one-on-one. I love working one-on-one. I love all my clients, but there's something really, really special that happens in in the group coaching environment. And I just want to say that if you've ever joined a group program, a course or whatever, and didn't have an awesome experience, you know, that could actually just be that maybe the person running it wasn't like, I don't know what, it wasn't their favorite thing actually to like be in this group setting, or maybe they just didn't know how to, how to create that community vibe. But it's something that I really thrive on. And one of the best things about being in the group situation with all of you and with everyone who joins the stuff that I do is that it puts me in like real time contact with you. And it gives me an opportunity to hear what's really going on for you. Um, You know, I say that this show is a combination of mindset and strategy, which it is. As you know, there are episodes that you can go and listen to on niche and offers and content and, you know, um, messaging and all kinds of important things that have to do with launching, all kinds of things that have to do with you having a successful business. But there are also many, many episodes that I would say fall into the category of like of mindset where I really, really try and help you to be more successful in your passionate and prosperous life and business by managing your thoughts and your own operating system and managing your your energy and managing your your beliefs and managing you know just like how you're showing up and so I get to teach this course uh, prosper where it was all about conversations right because if you listen to the show you've heard me say many many times that the number one way to create clients is through conversations. And I don't mean only the conversations that you have with someone when they're on a discovery call with you, but I mean the only way to have a business, period. The only way to have a business is if you're telling people <laughs> that you are that you have a business and if you're telling people that you're available and if you're talking to people, even if the people that you're talking to are not the ones that are going to end up being your clients, it's how you spread the word, right? You have to spread the word. And so we're in this course about conversations and I, I did some live coaching. And one of the things that I just felt after, you know, wrapping, well, we didn't wrap up yet. We still have one more week. But one of the things that I really felt and that I really notice, I'm in this, I'm, I signed up to take this like little summer thing with another coach that I like, and I'm in it right now. And it's mostly happening in a Facebook group. And there are so many people in it. And it's all about, you know, basically, people are posting like crazy in there. And I'm reading all these posts. And I'm just seeing how tortured so many people are 
about what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, whether they're doing well, what other people are doing. Um, and there's just so much compare and despair. And I get it because I, I can suffer from that as well. And it really made me think like between my people and then being in this other little Facebook course thing and looking at what people are posting and, and seeing what they're going through, it, it just inspired me. I'm like, you know, that I like to make my, my episodes based on like what feels like really relevant, what, what feels like you need to hear it. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about this like very, very interesting phenomenon called compare and despair, which is when we allow looking at what other people are doing to basically torture us, right? The despair part, there's the comparison. And then what do we do when we compare? And what we do when we compare is very rarely the thing that would actually serve us at the highest level. When we go into that rabbit hole of comparing, when we start looking at what other people are doing or what it seems like they're doing, right? When we start looking at other people and we are making up, and you've heard me talk about making meaning of things, we're making up stuff, we're making all kinds of assumptions, we're making up all kinds of stories, right? Unless unless you're literally talking to someone directly and asking them the questions that you want to ask them, everything else that you're doing when you see them from a distance, right, whether it's on social media or whatever, is that you're making shit up, right? And when we make shit up, as you know, I talk about this all the time. We don't make up good shit. We make up really shitty shit. Right? We make up stuff that doesn't serve us. We make up all kinds of things and we especially make them up about ourselves. And when we make them up about other people, that's not so good either. Like we're not, I, I, you know, it, it's not so great to spend your time and energy looking at other people and thinking, you know, thinking shit about them like that's negative. So so whenever we look at other people, the really interesting thing is that we usually do some form of despairing or we do something to make ourselves feel better where we sort of like try to like cut them down in our own thoughts, right? And very rarely do we look at other people who are you know, claiming to be doing well or are doing well or whatever. And very rarely do we look at them and go, wow, you know, I'm so happy for that person. Even though I don't have that yet, I'm so glad that they're modeling for me <laughs> that, that, that I can have that too. We do not think that. And so, you know, what we do is we look at other people and then we immediately make it mean something about us and what we're doing or what we're not doing. And we see them as so much more successful than us. And we assume that if they are further along, we'll just call it, right? If they're further along, if they're making money, if they have lots of clients, if they have a program, like whatever it is, or if they're just showing their fab life, you know, and we make up a story. I'm like, oh, that person's business is doing so well that now they have this like awesome life and they can do all that. And we just make all that shit up. We don't even have any idea like how, like how much of what their awesome life is made up of is like from their business or from other shit. You know, we don't even know if people have like an inheritance or if they already had like some huge savings from some other job or career that they had, or if they have a partner and both of them make money together and therefore together they have like, you know, a good situation. We don't know any of it. We literally don't know any of it. Um, and yet, even though we don't know it, we make up all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, we assume that other people, for example, are better at, 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 at what we do than we are. You know, like if it's another coach, it's like, oh, well, they must be a better coach. Or we make up some story about how special they are. That person is so special. They have some sort of like special stuff that, you know, that they are, that, that I don't know about or that I don't have access to, you know, um, and so we we go down this rabbit hole of compare and despair, and usually what we do is we start questioning ourselves. We start 
you know, um, looking at what we're doing and thinking it's not good enough, looking at what we're doing and, and, and thinking that it must be flawed or that it, you know, that it's terrible or we're not smart enough or, you know, whatever. Um, this is really problematic because, it's it's impossible. Well, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It, it is unlikely that you're going to cut yourself off because because really you can't from seeing other people, right? And so it's kind of like, you know, I can't keep you from going on social media. I can't keep myself from going on social media. But I also know that when I have certain habits like when I wake up in the morning and if you, if you've been listening to the show, if you know me at all, you know that one of the things that I talk about all the time is how the human brain is given to you on what we call like a default setting. You know, it's so funny. I, I just got a new computer and, um, one of the things that I talk about all the time is like default settings, you know, and how every time you get like a computer or a phone or you upgrade or whatever, you have to like go in and customize it. Like the way that it comes is on sort of like the most basic, you know, default settings. You know, it's got that. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not an Apple person. I'm not a Mac person. So I have a, I have a Dell and, you know, like the color is this like blue. Everything's like blue themed, you know? And I mean, it's just, ugh. and so that's how it comes. And then you have to put in all your settings. You have to make the font the size you want. You have to put in your backgrounds. You have to choose your themes. You have to do all this stuff. And, and it's so funny because I haven't gotten a computer in like over 10 years and I just got this computer and, and, and there I am like changing the settings. And what most of, most of humanity doesn't think about is the fact that the human brain has default settings and you've got to change the settings. And this is what I teach. This is what I talk about. This is my greatest passion, you know, um, is, is helping you to understand this and, we don't change the settings once. We don't get to like go, oh, I listened to this podcast with Stacey Brass Russell and she told me to change the settings in my brain. So I went in and I boop, 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 toggled all these things. Now I have new settings. I'm good to go. Everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't work that way because you can change the settings. This is what's different about like a computer. When you turn the computer back on the next day, the settings didn't go back to default. Thank fucking God. Cause you'd have to redo that whole process. But ha ha ha. The way your human brain works is that you do have to redo the settings all the time. Not all of them. There are certain things that we can upgrade and that stay upgraded. And then, then something else will come up and you got to upgrade again. But still, in a lot of ways, you have to treat the human brain that when you wake up every day, you got to toggle the settings a little bit. You got to play with them a little bit. You got to refine them and get them off of default and high vibe them. That's what I say. Like you got to high vibe the settings. So one of the things that doesn't help your high vibe settings is when you wake up and you look at social media before you high vibe the settings we all do this. I do it. And you know what? On the days that I do it, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, what, Stacy? What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why did you do that? You know? Um, so the reason is that, like, I mean, look, this can happen to you from letting anything, like, outside in. But I don't feel that for me. I feel like when I let the news in, it's it's not a compare and despair problem. It's like a doom and gloom problem <laughs> or an anger problem or a frustration problem, right? So like when 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 I let the news in and, you know, I stopped doing this a really long time ago, actually. Um, I guess it was like in 2017 that I, I used to wake up every morning and put on my favorite news channel, New York One. I live in New York and we have this local news station, New York One. And there are these two anchors, Pat and Jamie. And I used to wake up every morning and put on New York One. I mean, this is for so long. I, it's like longer than I've known my husband. And I would wake up and it was the first thing I would do is I would put on New York One. And then 
when I became a coach or I was about to become a coach and I was in someone else's program and it was this whole program about habits and habit change. And one of the things that I opted to do was stop turning on the TV as what I did in the morning and not letting in that external stuff, right? Like first, you know, and, and that was the beginning of my, of my sort of like really firm belief in not letting outside stuff into my brain until I've had a chance to set the settings. So I stopped watching New York one in the morning. I've never done it again. Literally never done it. I'm now, if I were to turn the TV on right now in the morning, I, I think I would feel like I was on another planet. So anyway, so where I'm going with this is like the TV stuff has a different impact on you. I mean, it could do some compare and despair, but I don't know, maybe if you want to be like a weather person or like a newscaster, <laughs> but, um, but it, that causes a different set of emotions, right? Which is usually like, like I said, worry, anger. I mean, news is very fear mongering, you know? Um, I mean, occasionally there's like a good feel good story. Um, but overall, when you hear the news of the world <laughs> or you hear the news of, um, you know, whatever's going on, it's not usually that awesome. So there's that. But the social media thing is that I think that the number one like repercussion of going on social media is compare and despair. I mean, it is possible to see people's like stuff, like your friends and be like happy for them. But I do think if you're on social media and you follow other people that do what you do, which is kind of inevitable, um, it can be rough, you know, it can be rough. So, you know, number one recommendation is don't go on social media first thing in the morning until you've had a chance to like set your settings the way you want them. But I'm not even going to, I don't want to sound like I'm like some, like, like I'm trying to say like, and I'm so perfect because I never look at social media or have compare and despair because it's completely untrue. So I would never say that. So, but here's where we're going with this. I have certain things that I practice believing so that I can protect myself from myself when I see myself letting those things happen. And, you know, like it's normal. It's human. You know, you're a person. I'm a person. And this is the fucking world we live in. You know, like, you, you know, I use social media for my business. I also use it for my pleasure. Um, it's a mixed bag. I like to see what other people are up to. I like to see my friends. I like to post pictures of my cats. Um, I love them and I think they're really cute. So I want to share them with everybody. <laughs> um, but I definitely do see social media more as a business thing, meaning it's a way for me to reach people. It's a way for me to put my message out into the world. It's a way for me to create awareness. It's a way for me to create connections and engagement and um, and share my expertise and let people know what I do, right? Like I'm putting out this podcast every week. I spend time, money, and energy creating this thing that I that feels like I'm just like, you know, doing it in service. I'm sharing what I can. I'm hoping that I'm providing value and therefore I want people to listen to it. And how can I get people to listen to it? How can I spread the word? Well, social media is a free tool that is being given to us relatively free. Um, and why wouldn't I use it, right? It's a platform for me to try and let people know about this thing that I make, Passionate and Prosperous, the podcast. And so anyway, so you get the drift. Like, we need to go on it. We want to go on it. And yet it can cause us some issues. And I don't even want to, like, limit this to social media because, honestly, compare and despair can come up in other ways, too. It can even come up in your personal life when you – oh, this is really good. I wasn't even really thinking I was going to go here. But you know what? Compare and despair can show up in your personal life, especially when you are trying to build your passionate and prosperous life and business. Maybe you've made a big change. Maybe you quit 
a, a, a corporate job. Maybe you used to do something else, whatever it was. Maybe it wasn't corporate and now you want to be a coach or you want to pursue this like passion, right? That's what this whole show is about, that you're pursuing your passion and that you're trying to make money doing it because you got to a point in your life where you were like, I deserve to make money doing what I love. And so maybe this is you. Maybe you've started your business. Maybe you're at the beginning stages. Maybe you did paid to have certifications and therefore you're not already making what it is that you want to make. Maybe maybe it's taking some time for you to hit six figures or beyond or whatever you want. It doesn't have to be six figures. I don't even know why I said that. It could be whatever you want. It could be $10. Maybe you just want to make $10 in your business. But when you're talking to other people, and you know, this is something that I, I don't know why I wasn't thinking of this, but you know, I'm going to be 54 in August. And for much of my life, from my 30s on, I've had friends that were my friends from growing up, from college, from wherever, that took different paths than me and and had much more adulty things than me earlier than me, right? So had more money than me, had jobs. I was an actress, you know. And even though I was on Broadway, I actually never, never thought like that that was as as equivalent of adultness, probably also because I was on Broadway also when I was a little kid. So I never associated that as like some grown up thing. But, you know, I always looked at other people and thought they seemed to have such a more adult life than me because even in my 40s, I was still like struggling financially. Um, I've never owned anything. Like I've never owned a house. Like I've always lived in an apartment in New York City. Um, I don't have kids. And I didn't even start trying to have kids till I was in my 40s. So like there was this whole period of time that like a lot of my friends had kids and I didn't. So I had a lot of opportunity to to do some comparing and despairing. And you might too. You might be at a point where you've made this choice to pursue something and you've got peers that are not doing that, right? You've got peers that are not being passionate and prosperous. They're just like, doing the usual and they've got jobs and salaries and whatever. And you might even at times feel a little compare and despair over them thinking that like you shouldn't be doing what you're doing because you're not able to be as successful yet as they are, right? So compare and despair can come up not only online. It can come up in your life. It can come up, you know, in real life among your friends or even just peers or networking group or whatever. Okay. So we're just going to say that compare and despair is a thing that happens to us. And it's often when we see other people having what we want, doing what we want, having the kind of success that we want, making it, living their best lives, like whatever you want to call it. And it makes us think that like we suck or that we can't have that, or that things aren't going well, you know, and we make up all kinds of stories. And what we're never thinking about is, is how we don't know how long it took that person. Like I said earlier, we don't know, like if they've got investors, <laughs> you know, we don't know who supports them. We don't know like what, we don't know anything. We just don't know anything, but we make it up. Okay. So anyway, so what I do is I've got these five beliefs that I input into my brain to protect me from compare and despair. <laughs> okay. So these are, these are five beliefs that, that I feel for me. And now I'm going to share them with you, right? Cause I share everything with you in hopes that like, if it works for me, maybe it'll work for you. Anything I share with you, you can take it and use it. Right. And if you try it and you're like, that sucks, then, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully something else that I teach will not suck. But, but I share with you all the stuff that really works for me and that I truly believe in, you know, and I don't believe that everything is only your beliefs and all woo, but I actually really do believe that it's important and a lot of it, um, to stay the course and to not, I mean, what good does it do you and your business and your life if you spend any time with negative thinking? Like, what good does it do you? Can I prevent you or me from ever having a negative thought? Nope. But 
I can say that I have come to a place where I'm able to identify uh, that thinking is going to get me nowhere. It's not going to do anything. And I want you to have that too. So, um, so, so these are the five, and I was really, when I was preparing to come in and record for you today, I was like, I really want to kind of really get to the heart of what I'm here to talk about. Um, and so I do think that these beliefs are the ones that I've really associated the most with how I stay out of, get out of, you know, or avoid compare and despair. And if I do go down the compare and despair road, which I inevitably will, right? It happens. If I do that, I know that something I can do immediately is practice implementing these beliefs. And when I say implementing them, um, you know, we can do practices. We can literally immediately respond to our own brains and manage our minds. It's called self-coaching, right? And if you're listening to this and you're a coach, you've, you know, you've got to know how to self-coach yourself. You can also have a coach, which I think you should, we all should. You've heard me say this and never don't have a coach, but also you have to be able to self-coach yourself because in order for you to coach other people, you can't be a shit show in your own mind. Like you, I'm not saying you have to be perfect and that you don't have your thoughts and that you can't, that you have to be perfect in order to be a coach. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is your job, if you're a coach, is to be able to manage your own thoughts and coach yourself so that when you're showing up for other people, you're not a shit show, right? That you knew what to do. So I'm going to take you through these five um, beliefs, and these are the ones that I think really, really speak to the compare and despair mind trap, okay? All right, so number one, your voice matters. Your voice matters. One of the number one things that I know you go through and that I go through when I see all of these other people having success, showing up, doing shit. It's not only about success. It's also about like kind of showing up, you know, like sometimes I look at social media and I'll see the same handful of people and you know that the algorithms, blah, 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 like this is what it means. They like show you the same people over and over, even though you follow like thousands of people. But anyway, I'll see the same people and it'll just look like they are just constantly putting out shit. And and I I know that I look that way to other people, just so you know, because I, I, I know I do. And then there are people who put out like way more, like in terms of like being really good at being consistent on social you know, you've heard me talk about how like the, I, I like, I just literally have no desire to make a reel. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and I look at other people doing it. I'm like, they're so much better than me. They're better. They're doing their business better. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And I suck because I should be making reels and I should be on TikTok. This is what I'm telling you. Um, so that's one thing. But the other thing is that is it's very easy to look at all these people and think they're already saying it. They're already saying it. There are, there's already so many people out there doing what I do and they're nailing it. They're killing it. And so right over here, right? Who needs me? Who needs me at this point? Everyone else is just already doing it. They got there before me. <laughs> um, you know, they've already, they're, they've, 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 they're already successful. Um, they, they said, they said exactly what I was going to say. You know, they said it. They said mindset matters. Okay. Oh my God. Forget it. Who am I now? I'm, I, I have no existence. I don't even know what my identity is because someone else is talking about mindset. What am I supposed to talk about? And that's why it's really important to input the belief, your voice matters. Nobody says anything the same way that you do. You could be talking about the exact same topic, the exact same shit. And unless you're literally using someone else's brand or using their like, their exact language or phrase, which don't do that, um, your voice is different. Your voice is yours. You need to find your authentic voice because you have to trust that the way you say stuff, the way that you share it, it's coming through your unique lens and filter. It's, it's coming through 
your life experience, right? All, all of all of what makes up how you know to say what it is that you're here to say, and you're going to say it in a different way than another person. And there's going to be someone out there who needed to hear it exactly the way you said it and not the way the other person said it. And this is a really, really important belief to imprint because if you let yourself get caught up in thinking that too many other people are out there or that there's too much noise or that there's it's too crowded for you and your voice, then, then you're not going to do your business. You're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to utilize social media. Um, and even if you don't want to use social media, you're not going to want to tell other people what you do because there's this underlying belief that like it doesn't matter anyway because there's already other people that do it. And that's not a good belief to have. So the number one belief for me, and I'm sharing with you when it comes to compare and despair, is my voice matters. My voice matters. It's why I have one. Why I was given a voice. You were given a voice. And it matters. Every single person's voice matters. And, you know, this is not new. I didn't make this up. I'm applying it to you in your business. But as you know, like even when it comes to like living in a democracy, your vote, your voice, it's all the same thing. Everything counts. You matter. Your voice matters. So that brings me to actually the next belief, which is that your story will help someone else, right? When I think about these beliefs, obviously I put my there. Like my story will help someone else. My voice matters and my story will help someone else. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you're out there thinking that the only way to create clients or the only way to have a business is to be business and quote unquote professional, I mean, I think you should be professional, but what I'm about to say is if you think that the only thing that you should, or even if it's all you want to post is about, you know, business related stuff or, you know, tips or facts or whatever, the thing that you're not realizing is that who you are and your story is so important to put out into the world when you're going down compare and despair and you're looking at all these people and letting it keep you from thinking that you should put your story. When other people are sharing their story and you're like, their story is better. <laughs> their life is better. Oh, they have more. Listen, I just want to tell you that I've done this one a million times. You ready for this? I actually have compared myself to thinking that other people's stories of hardship are more hardshipy than mine. Can you believe that shit? Like, what is that? I have actually compared my hardship to other people's hardship. <laughs> and because I am very resilient and because I don't identify as someone who ever has hit rock bottom, when I hear other people's stories about their rock bottom and about their like the, the, the shit that they, you know, endure, I literally compare and think theirs is worse than mine. So they're, they're better than me. And I literally compare my story to other people's stories. And of course, I never compare it in the way that favors me. I'm never like, my story is fucking awesome. No, I'm always like, my story sucks and is not as good as other people's stories. Can you now? I mean, what? What? But I know you do this too. I know that you do. And so here's the thing. First of all, there's no such thing as anyone's story being better or worse. And I know this. There's no such thing. Everybody's life is their life. Everybody's story is their story, right? It's all, it, it just counts. Everything counts. But here's the thing I'm here to tell you. Whatever your story is, there's someone who needs to hear it. Whatever your story is, someone can be helped by it. Whatever your story is, someone's going to resonate with it. It's going to give them permission to, to know that like they're valid or that they're okay or that there's that their story isn't you know is 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 worth it and there are so many people out there who don't do the work that we do right I'm speaking to you passionate and prosperous community you are here because you're doing the work because your transformation 
people, right? And you have to remember that all of those other people out there in the world that are not in the transformational space, that are not doing the work that we're doing, that are not personal growth people, that are not that, that all the people that are supposed to be our students and clients, all the people, right? They don't know this stuff. And it's your job to put your story out there because someone else needs to hear it. It's your duty. So that's the second belief, right? Is that when I get on there and I start doing my compare and despair bullshit about everyone else's story and how great it is and whatever, I have to remind me myself, my story is going to help somebody. My story. Any part of my story. The part of my story where I was on Broadway, the part of my story where my father died when I was 19 years old, the part of my story where I lived on couches and in sublets for a decade, the part of my story where I went through fertility treatments, the part of my story where I changed my career and opened a yoga suit, the part of my story where I became a coach and earned six figures, the part of my story. Every part of my story can help somebody else. And every part of your story can help somebody else. So the third belief that is really, really important when you're doing compare and despair, especially when you're seeing other people, you know, and look, people do, people do this. So we can't stop other people from doing what they're going to do. We can't, we can't change what other people do. So here's one of the things that people do. They post about their success, which I am all about, like, I believe in celebrating wins. I think you need to celebrate your success. I think you need to share your success. It kind of goes along with like how your story will help someone else because your success is part of your story, right? You're not just like your hardship, but your success and your wins and all this shit that you've accomplished. That's all part of the story that's going to help someone else. And sometimes when people are celebrating themselves, right, it can make us feel something, even though like they're not necessarily meaning to make us feel a certain way. No one can make you feel anything but yourself. Um, One of the things that can happen is when you see someone else having a lot of clients, especially if they're in the same sort of field as you, whatever, and making a lot of money, a very, very, very easy thing to have happen is for it to trigger in you a scarcity feeling which is they have all the clients now. <laughs> they have all the clients and the money. So nothing left for you, right? They uh, Everyone signed up for their program. Everybody took their offer. So all the people are gone. They're all used up. We have the same, you know, a lot of the same people and they got them. And that is definitely a belief that needs to be updated or changed. And so the belief that you need to have in place for yourself is there are enough clients to go around. There are enough clients for everyone. There are bazillions of people in the world. There are enough clients to go around. That is not a finite pool. And all the other people that you know are having great success in their business do not have all the clients. They didn't take them all. And there are people out there for every one of us. Every one of us. There are people out there for every one of us. So there are enough clients to go around is a really important belief because when you see other people having success, it's important to remember that they don't have the only clients that were going to be available to everyone that decides to be a coach or be a creative or be an entrepreneur, a yoga teacher, a wellness professional, a Reiki practitioner. Like there, there's, there are enough clients for you. If I have a lot of clients, it doesn't take away from how many clients you can have and vice versa. So that's a very important belief. So just to recap and review, so far, the beliefs that are very important to have if you want to (laughs) survive, right, Um, and, and, and combat compare and despair, you know, when I say combat it, I don't mean like you're going to fight it, but I mean it's going to help you. It's going to help you. You're not going to like never have it, but it's going to help you. 
One, your voice matters. Two, your story will help someone else. And three, there are enough clients to go around. So here's the fourth belief. The way you do what you do is awesome. I'm going to just say it again. The way that you do what you do is awesome. So when you look at how someone else is doing what they do, how they're having their business, how they deliver their services, how they, um, you know, teach what they say, how they make a reel. (laughs) Clearly, I'm obsessed with reels. Um, Whatever. How they live life, how they dress, (laughs) you know, how they wear a cute hat, how they seem to be so, you know, like whatever, comfortable. They might seem so awesome to you and you might somehow, the compare and despair might think, might be that like you're supposed to be the same brand of, of awesome as they are and it starts making you doubt your awesomeness and I'm here to tell you that like they can be awesome and the way that you do what you do is awesome. Can you want to um, ever improve or change or get better or learn more or whatever? Yeah, you can. But you need to know that the way you do what you do is already awesome. Because if you're coming from the right intention, if you're coming from a place of intention, if you're coming from a place of service, if you're heart-centered, if you're in alignment, if you truly are in service, if you truly want nothing more than to help other people and to serve them, which is who listens to this show, then the way that you do what you do is awesome. It's going to be perfect for somebody. And again, can you look around and see how other people are doing things and decide that you want to learn another way? Yeah, you can. Do you want to improve like the way that, you know, can you improve your skills? Yeah. I mean, why do I teach courses like Prosper, right? It's so that I can help people improve their skills. That was all about improving their coaching skills and conversation skills. So people took it. So is it okay to think that like they can keep growing and keep getting better, I sign up for shit. I'm always in shit. I'm always up-leveling. And I can simultaneously know that the way I do what I do is awesome. And you can know that simultaneously while you're wanting to get better at something, you know, improve your offer, um, serve your clients at a higher level, improve your skills, whatever, that that can fit, it's called a yes and. You can do that while also knowing that the way you do what you do is awesome. You're you. You're already awesome. You're just already awesome. Like you don't have to do anything to be awesome. You just are awesome. And if you desire to like up-level your awesomeness, you can do that without thinking that you're not already awesome. So this is really, really important because because when you look at other people and you might see something in them about them that that you admire or that you would like or that you would even like to be like them. I mean, you're allowed to do that. You know, like just think about all the people that you've looked up to. But I think that when we're younger, we look up to people and we don't like feel like there's something wrong with that. You know, like when you're a little kid, I remember when I went to my first um, summer at sleepaway camp, I went to a performing arts sleepaway camp and, um, and I was, I was nine turning 10 when I went to this camp. And so I was little, not only was I like little in age, but I was also a little, little, I was a little person. I was this tiny person and I went to camp. And, um, and it was, like I said, it was a performing arts camp and I like immediately fell in love with the big kids. You know, there were like the teenagers that were like the leads in all the shows and they were just so talented. And I like, I, I looked up to them. I thought they were so cool. I wanted to be like them. I never thought, I, I never compared and despaired. I never like saw them and thought like, 
oh my God, they're, they're, they're so much further along than me. <laughs> I better get, I, I, I don't know. I must be failing at nine. We just don't think that way. I mean, is there competition when we're little? Yes, there is. I mean, talk about competition. I mean, I was a professional actor when shortly after my first summer at camp, I became a professional actor. And then I went into the world of auditioning and fucking show business where there is a lot of competition. Okay. So anyway, there is comparing to spare there. But what I'm talking about right now is remembering back to like all of those times when you allowed yourself to to admire someone or to like want to be like them and to look up to them. And for some reason we lose that as we get older. Some, for some reason, like something changes and we don't do that as often. We don't, we don't allow that. It's like a, it's a gift. It's a gift to look up to someone. It's a gift. It's a gift to have a mentor, you know? And so a lot of times when we do this compare and despair stuff, we're, we're looking at the way other people do things. And instead of just being like, Oh wow, I really, I'm loving the way she's doing that. Instead we think she's doing it better. And the way I'm doing it is not good enough. And that is not helpful for you. So you have to know that the way you, the way you do you is awesome. And you can still also look up to somebody and go, and I want to do shit like them too. So your voice matters. Your story will help someone else. There are enough clients to go around. And the way you do what you do is awesome. And that brings us to the next point. And I kind of already sort of led into it. This is the fifth belief for today, which is if someone else can do it, so can you. Now, <laughs> I was thinking about this when I was getting ready to record and I was like, okay, Stacey, like you just did an episode on time and space and about like astrophysicists. And one of the things that's probably not true is like if someone else can like go to space, like I don't really believe that I can go to, I'm not going to space, right? Like, so if someone else can go to space, I don't really think that. I mean, maybe if they make it like, you know, truly, truly like a commercial <laughs> flight in my life. I will definitely go on it. But my point is, I'm not saying that like if someone else can be an astrophysicist, so can you. Obviously, yeah, you can. Like you need to have a brain for it. Um, but what I'm talking about is like in your own industry, in your own realm, in like your, you know, like if you're seeing other in the compare and despair realm. Right. Like, so why well, I don't look at astronauts and compare and despair. <laughs> I don't look at like people doing like certain things that have nothing to do with that. I'm with what I'm doing and fall down the rabbit hole of compare and despair. It only ever happens with people that in some way are my peers or my colleagues or people that like are having what I actually would like. Like, what, what could I have right now? This level of success, this much money, this many clients, this kind of a program, this kind of lifestyle, this, I don't know, like, you know, all those things. Um, and so here's the thing. When you look at somebody else and they're already having what you want or they're further along than you, instead of looking at them and making it mean something about how you're not already there, it's a choice that you get to make that you get to look at them and say, if they can do it, then so can I. And we can even go as far as to, as to thank them. We don't have to thank them. I mean, you could, I'm not even talking about like thanking them for real. I'm saying in your mind and in your heart, thank you for showing me what is possible for me. Thank you for showing me that there's a way to do that. Thank you for showing me that like that, that, that is Something that exists for people like us. And that is a really important like mindset shift that you get to have. And it takes work. It takes work for me. I feel like I'm getting better and better at it. And you might feel like it takes more work for you because if you're just starting with it, if you're just starting working with this belief, right? If someone else can do it, so can you. So when you see someone doing what it is that you want to do or having what you want, right, if it's what you truly want and what you truly want to do, the important thing for you to remember is that you can. If someone else is doing it, it means it's doable. 
It means it's possible. Now, do you have to figure out how for you, for you? Yeah. Yes, you do. Like that might take some time or might take some trying. Does it mean that you're going to do it in the same way as them? It does not, right? It doesn't mean just because someone has something and is doing something doesn't mean that the only way to get there or to do that is one way. As a matter of fact, that could be like another belief. There are many ways to get there, right? And so you don't need to worry about how they got there. You don't need to worry. Now, if they're a mentor, if I'm your mentor, and I'm a lot of people's mentor, I'm kind of your mentor just by doing the show, right? But like, but if you were working with me and you literally asked me, like, can you map out how you make the money that you make? I'm gonna tell you. And be like, this much comes from one-on-ones, this much comes from renewals, this much comes from my group programs, this much comes from this, and blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna tell you. But when you don't, if you don't have access like that to someone and you don't have them as your mentor or whatever, and you're just looking at them from a distance and you're making up a story of how they got there, which, you know, you might be able to see some stuff on the surface, but as I've been saying, there's no way for you to know how anybody did. I, one of the episodes that I'm going to do, just so you know, maybe it's going to be the next one because another thing that's been like driving me bananas is that I just don't think that, that, that a lot of people understand what funnels are. And I don't think a lot of people understand how much, fucking money people invest in their businesses to get to where they are. And like you might be looking at someone who's even just like what seems to you like a little further ahead. And here's what I have to tell you. Like there are so many different ways to get where you want to go. And one of the ways that you can get where you want to go is if you've got a lot of cash to burn, you can make a lot. And I don't mean investing in like team and stuff like that. I mean like in ads. Okay. Like in ads and marketing and sales teams. So that's kind of team, but I'm talking about like, we're like at big levels at like thousands and thousands of dollars a month. So when you're looking at certain people's business and you're thinking that they just did it by like posting on Instagram, I mean, I am here to tell you like, that is, that's not what's happening. You have no idea how much money they're actually investing behind the scenes to have sales teams and to do ads and to do all kinds of shit. And you might not be at the point in your business or a life where you want to invest that level of money, where you can or even want to. You you might have five grand, but you might decide that you don't want to spend it on marketing and on Facebook ads. You might decide that you want to organically market your business, which is a little slower and not as not necessarily like as, you know, like it, it's just different. It's just different. And you might decide that you'd rather use your $5,000 in a different way. So it's really important for you to remember that when you're looking at, at other people and what they have, or what they've achieved, or what they've accomplished. What you never know is actually what they did or how they did it, how they did it. And what you need to know is it doesn't actually matter. If you want to know how they did it and you have access to them, you can find out and then you can make a decision about whether that's the right path for you. This also, you know, it's funny, I'm going to do another episode on how to choose the right mentor and coach for yourself. And the reason is what I'm about to say is that you, like, I just see a lot of people choosing their coaches and their mentors based on what that person is claiming they have. I make this much money, right? And then you're like, oh, I should have that person as my business coach because, because they make a lot of money. So they must know how to be a business coach. And then you get in with them and they tell you, well, yeah, like I spend $5,000 a month on Facebook ads. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Well, I don't want to do that. Right. So like there are many, many, many different ways to get to where you want to go. So all you need to know is that if someone else can do it, so can you. It just may be that like it's not going to be in the same way that they did it. And you may have to figure that out for yourself. But what they're letting you know is that it's possible. And if you want to do it the way they did it, great. But the whole idea is rather than letting it be a compare and despair rabbit hole, you get to see it as Thank you for showing me, A, what I want, B, what is possible, right? I don't even think there's a C. That's it. So 
So these are the five beliefs that that I, and this is very specifically around the compare and despair and looking at how other people do things and what other people do. These are five beliefs that I use for myself. I'm sharing them with you. How do you use them? Well, you can um, reiterate them to yourselves every morning. You can write them down. Sometimes I write affirmations down in the morning, like fresh. You know, I don't just read them pre-written. I'll actually write them. Because when you connect your brain to your hand and you literally write, you're sending that message through your heart. And it's also a known fact that when you put things on paper, I don't I don't want to misquote like the percentage. So I'm just gonna say it's a lot more likely that that you'll that it'll you'll believe it, that it'll happen. That's with anything, your goals, your like your, you know, all of that. Writing down. So please don't let your phone and your computer replace writing with like a pen and paper. I've told you this before. I have this awesome thing called Remarkable. It's a digital paper tablet. So it's not a tablet. It's not an iPad. It's like specifically for writing, but it's digital. So it has like a little stylus. It's oh my God, it's so amazing. Um, but it's still the act of writing. Even if, And I also write on paper, just so you know, I have like my notebook that I write all kinds of brainstorming in. So writing is so important. So how do you use this? You could write them when you need to hear them and remind yourself. You can have them written and posted and have it near you so that you can easily access it, right? You can input this into your subconscious. It's really important. Your voice matters. Your story will help someone else. There are enough clients to go around. The way you do what you do is awesome. And if someone else can do it, so can you. So I hope that you'll utilize these. I hope that you'll write them down. I hope you'll, you know, you got to work with stuff, you know, like hearing it on the podcast is, you know, could be inspiring. You could be like, I love that. Or, oh, it's helping me already. But then you got to put these things, you know, into action. You have to like put them into your body and into your soul and into your, you know, you got to get it in there, into your subconscious. And you got to use these tools, right? So like you, you, you have to have your toolbox and you've got to use your tools, you know, pretty much all day, every day. Um, that's what I have for you today. So, um, you know, I think that like it, that, that, that having your, your, your passion and prosperous life and business requires so much. It just requires in a good way. This is in a good way. It just requires so much like, like, paying attention and being willing to like choose your experience. And I've talked about this before, you know, it's like you get to choose your experience. You get to choose the the way you want to view things. You get it. There's so much more choice in the matter than I think that we give ourselves credit for that we realize. And I think that, you know, every single day you, you get to make a million different choices. You know, your choices range from like your thoughts all, you know, to your actions, your habits and your behaviors. Like everything's a choice. Even like, what am I going to eat? Right. It's a choice. And when you really become someone who sees your choices as opportunities and when you see your choices as opportunities to to raise yourself up, to elevate your consciousness, to raise your vibration, to be who you want to be, then you feel much more empowered in your life. You know, obviously, like, it's not any news that, like, when you choose the foods, right, that are going to, like, serve you at a higher level, you just feel better. You're healthier. You, you know, you, you, you can get what you want. Maybe you want to lose a few pounds or whatever. But so, so you know that your choices matter when it comes to food. And I am here to inspire and empower you to know that your choices also matter that much when it comes to your thoughts and who you're being and how to make it, how to make it in the world. You know, it's hard to live in the world. The world is, whatever. The world is very, very complicated and your brain is complicated. So, you know, it's important that you realize that you do have so much power to make the choices about what you think and feel. Um, no one can make you feel anything, you know? And when you look at stuff, whether it's on social media or otherwise, it's important to remember that if you have a feeling that's not a good one, 
no one made you feel that way and you can make a choice to have a different feeling or a different thought. That's it. I'm sending you all the love and high vibes as always. I want to quickly remind you that there is going to be a passionate and prosperous live event in New York City, November 11th and 12th. I am working on getting those details to you ASAP, but please mark your calendar. It is really happening. So it is totally safe for you to like start looking at your transportation or an Airbnb if you want to join me live. And we're going to do all kinds of amazing stuff like what I teach on the podcast, but we're going to do it together live. I'm going to help you raise your vibration, change your mindset, get super inspired about your business and create strategy. So with that, I am signing off. I will be with you next week in your headphones and um, bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.